Chapter 19 of the Great Diamond Syndicate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. The Great Diamond Syndicate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter 19 Mantel at Bay. It strikes me, said Chick as the detectives left the townsend home that the great diamond syndicate is giving us the fight of our lives it appears to be all that the chief declared it to be said dick a powerful organization officered by cunning scoundrels i think this man mantell knows something about the syndicate we have no proof yet i have been thinking the same thing replied nick and that is why i went to the townsend home to see if it were possible to get a line on the fellow. I did not succeed very well, but I have another plan in my mind. Hunt him up and work the third degree? asked Chick. Exactly, replied the chief. If I can get up an argument with him, or place him under accusation, I can form an estimate that will guide me. There might be a little physical exertion connected with an interview in which he was accused of complicity in the murder, said Chick and that would help some i am feeling in the need of a thumping that may come soon enough replied nick it might be a good idea to watch the room in the tenement said chick there may be a reason why the woman should go back there if she does it will be in the night time was the reply we will talk that over later at this time we'll see if we can locate this man mantell no one appears to know much about the fellow he may be at the cumberland said chick mantell was not at his hotel when the detectives called there and so they went to the bowery cafe whence townsend had gone to his death now said nick as they approached the place if we find him and there are others present you observe them while i am sizing up mantell and i may accuse him of all sorts of things so be on your guard the clerk informed nick that mantell was at breakfast with a friend in a rear room are you certain he has company asked nick you see he had an appointment with me at this hour an important appointment it is possible that the other fellow is the man we both expected to meet here what sort of a looking chap is he it is a woman said the man at the desk and he asked particularly that they should not be disturbed oh he'll see me said nick with a swagger affected by precinct detectives "'You'll have to get in there the best way you can, then,' said the clerk. "'I'm not going to have you shown in.' "'Oh, that's all right,' said Nick. The clerk gave the detectives the number of the room, and they opened the door and entered without even the formality of knocking. Mantell sprang to his feet, rage showing in his eyes. His companion, who hastily dropped a veil over her face as the door was opened, shrank back into her chair and turned her head away she was slender of figure and seemed to be rather good-looking owing to the thick veil nick could not distinguish the full outlines of her face but what he could see of it gave him the impression that the woman was young and fair of complexion there was something about the droop of the shoulders the graceful lines of the waist which seemed familiar to the detective yet he could not at that time place the woman what do you want in here demanded mantell springing from his chair have you no eyes can't you see that the room is taken 
Just a moment, said Nick, with a precinct detective swagger. I'm a police detective, you know. No, I don't know, replied the other hotly. But if you are, what is that to me? Have the kindness to leave the room. Chick was looking on in amused wonder. He had never seen his chief play that role before. I have business with you, said Nick, taking a chair. It seemed to Nick that a shade of anxiety passed over the man's face. Well, proceed. What is it? You were here with Townsend and Maynard last night when the latter was murdered? asked the detective. You are wrong, was the reply. You don't know what you are talking about. You were not here that night? asked Nick. Yes, I was here, but not with Mr. Townsend. He had left the place before I arrived, and I found Maynard waiting for him. You did not see Townsend that night? asked Nick, regarding the fellow keenly. Mantell hesitated. He looked like a man who was playing for time. I was told that you saw him out on the pavement in front of this place, said Nick, at a venture. Well, what if I did? I do not, at this time, recall the incident, if I did see him. But what of it, if I did? I am also informed, said Nick, still making a bluff, that you saw him pass down the street without making your presence known. Is that true? It is not true, was the reply. We have information at headquarters, continued Nick, that you walked on to the Wisconsin in his wake, and returned to the cafe only after the cry that a murder had been committed had been raised in the hotel. That is not true, said Mantell. You did not go to the Wisconsin that night? asked the detective. I did not, was the reply. When you left here, leaving Maynard to look up his friend, where did you go? That is no affair of yours, was the angry reply. Nick was doing a lot of guessing in his talk with the fellow, but he seemed to be making points. Didn't you go to the house of an African fortune teller on Houston Street? asked the detective. It is a lie, almost shouted Mantell. What does all this questioning mean? Am I accused of the murder of Townsend? If so, take me to some competent person for examination. I am sick of your amateur efforts. All in good time, said Nick. After the destruction by fire of the house occupied by the African fortune teller, didn't you visit a woman on the third floor of a tenement house near the Bowery? Mantell started. The woman sitting by his side seemed about to leave her chair. So excited and nervous were her movements. Chick began to see that his chief was no longer feeling around for a clue, but knew what he was about. I did not visit such a place as you describe, was the reply. From this cafe, I went directly to my rooms at the Cumberland. How did you get to your rooms, asked Nick, at a venture. The elevator man says you did not ride up in the cage with him. Again the fellow started, as if in sudden terror. Again the woman made a motion which suggested leaving the room. Nick was now playing a bold game. He is mistaken, said Mantell. I went to my room in the usual manner. And the lady sitting there by your side, said Nick, she... Leave her out of it, said Mantell angrily. She met you later that night, or early the next morning, rather, at... The woman sprang to her feet, her eyes flashing through her veil. I won't stay here to be insulted, she said. 
She started for the door, but Nick stopped her with a gesture. Wait, he said. Are you the woman who occupied a room on the third story of a tenement on East Houston Street? Let me pass, cried the woman, as Nick stepped in front of her. I can account for myself to the proper authorities, but not to you. In her rage, the woman drew herself up to her full height and gazed at the detective with a fierce hate burning in her eyes. It may be as well for you to remain here and answer a few questions, but you may go if you think best, said Nick. What do you want? demanded the woman. This. When did you first meet Julius Mantell? Mantell now sprang to his feet. This is intolerable, he cried. I am not detaining you, said Nick. Mantell and the woman turned to the door. A nice mess you've made of my morning, Julius said. End of chapter 19 Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona